talk about disempowering people but we disempower ourselves yeah. you know by yeah by just going like well what am i supposed to do i'm just one person it's like yeah i know but if we all think that then it, we're all blaming someone else and we're all expecting someone else to take responsibility exactly. um and it just that's why it's like if you want to change the world like just change yourself yeah you know? and if if everyone is doing that then that's when everything starts to shift Well, hello. Welcome to episode three of series two of Same Shit, Different Brain with me, Rebecca Ryder. I'm not sure if I'm going to announce the series every time. It sounds a bit long-winded, doesn't it? Anyway, we'll see how that goes. I hope your fortnight has been good and you're excited for the upcoming festive festivities. How different to last year, having actual IRL plans. I mean, how the hell do we handle our calendars this year? I've completely forgotten how to, apart from making sure I schedule in time for me, me, me. This week, I have Bryony Gunson on the podcast, who is a good friend of mine now, and she's just an all-round awesome human being, very impressive and talented person, but she also makes me feel very safe and I love getting to know her. She's a mindset and business coach, a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and a meditation teacher. She's also a breath instructor at Block Gyms and part of the Wayward Sisters coaching collective, which is a group of three really awesome women. Bryony was previously in a very high stress, high pressure job as an operations director at a big agency in London. In the last few years, she has gone on quite the journey, which you'll hear about from this really high pressured environment, which wasn't doing her any good at all, to learning about breath work and meditation and everything else that she's going to cover in this podcast, how the body can help our mental health and how focusing on that will just allow all the rest to kind of fall into place as long as you keep it up very regularly. I first met Bryony online as I followed her Wednesday breathwork sessions and I attended a couple and they're just absolutely incredible. It's hard to explain without doing one and I know it can sound quite intimidating for someone who's not really done breathwork or maybe even not done meditation but some people say breathwork can be as impactful as psychedelics and once you've done it you can see why because it's definitely it can be a very trippy and profound experience but you just feel so so relaxed in a way that is impossible to achieve otherwise and you also have the best sleep ever so I've since met Bryony in real life when I attended her retreat in Wales last month called Create Your Own Reality. Bryony's work in person definitely left a huge impact on me, not just her amazing breathwork and meditation practices and the coaching-based skills that she imparts on the retreat, but her own wisdom and way of seeing the world during fireside chats, cold water swimming, and late night kitchen chats as well you might have seen on my instagram the photos and videos from that trip and it really was magical as cheesy as it sounds but my day-to-day life has changed significantly since coming back because things just start to fall into place a bit after an experience like that where you kind of 
given permission to imagine the exact kind of day-to-day life you'd like to create and see more clearly than ever what you need to be doing for yourself that's going to be really good for you and there's been loads of other things like I've been eating better I have been doing more varied physical exercise I've been doing breath work more often different types of yoga more often and yeah it's definitely lived up to its name and I've also started going to regular cold water swims with the Reservoir Dogs community which Brian has been going to for a while and we talk about that in this episode as well and the power of cold water immersion. As you can imagine it's pretty cold but the breath work goes hand in hand with it because it just massively prepares you before going into the water. Again check out the same shit different brain instagram page if you want to see some footage of that it's a really big adventure which it seems crazy to start in winter and it probably is but the more you do it the more you get used to it and you just start the day feeling absolutely unreal so i hope you enjoy hearing all about brian's story let me know what you think if you have the time to spare a minute or two i would really love it if you could leave me a review on apple podcasts please as that will just help same shit different brains grow enjoy i feel like i've spoken to you since the retreat but it's just because i've like watched your lives and then we did you did you and craig did like the catch up yeah yeah Um, i know what you mean yeah yeah we've been like kind of keeping connected in in ways yeah and what have you felt for you like sort of as you've as the weeks have gone on what sort of stayed or shifted for you um the whole thing sort of stayed with me in the sense that when I felt myself coming away from like feeling good I've been like no I need to get back to that because I don't want to lose what um I kind of felt at the retreat do you know what I mean so it's, it's kind of made me maybe more intentional just a bit more conscious of when I'm shifting away and I'm like because I had quite a busy week last week leading up to the weekend. So it was just nice to just come back to going into nature at the weekend and mm. just trying to take some time for myself. And yeah, I, I definitely want to go on another one. Are you doing another one early next year? Yeah, so February, um, yeah, towards the end of February. Oh. So I'm actually going to post about it this week. Yeah. Is it going to yeah, be so? Yeah, same place and it's a similar th- so it's a the same theme like create your own reality but we'll because that was our first time doing it so we'll probably mix up the practices or introduce some other stuff as well um yeah yeah, yeah. and and obviously each time we go even if you do the same things again it can like really build on the experience and it can be actually helpful to have done something similar before and then do it again it's like seeing how you've shifted in that time definitely well there and then beyond february as well there'll be definitely other ones so and i know craig's doing another one in april so plenty more opportunity yeah oh good <laughs> i was in yoga this morning and one of the tracks came on that was on at the retreat and i think mm. it was the track that made me really emotional and mm. i was going to ask the woman what the track was called because i was like oh my god that's the song from the retreat but then she was talking to someone so i thought I'll wait until um, I speak to you. Um, actually, it's not hard on sing. It's not, but you probably will know what I mean. It's like, ooh, it's gone out of my head now, the tune. It just kind of does that. It just kind of goes, ooh, 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 
Yeah, so you do get, I mean, it's called Reservoir Dogs as well, because the uh, Darren who started off, he would go with Peg, uh, his little dog Peg, and oh, she, she came right. along too. And so you definitely can bring, like to our dips, you can definitely bring bring your dog. And what you could do is, um, uh, well, what's his name? Cash. Cash. And it's a yeah. hit boy. Yeah. Yeah. So you could, um, if if it's okay for him to be tied up, like next to where we're going to swim, because especially yeah. at Sail Water Park, there's like, there's posts and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, or if, if he's okay off the lead, then what you can do is just start to get in and see how he responds. Yeah. Um, Cause sometimes dogs are like, what are you doing? Bark, 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 bark. And then they get kind of, uh, yeah, just a bit put out, like, come back. What are you doing? Yeah, um, I think that might be what he yeah. was actually quite scared yeah. of water. So I wouldn't have to worry about yeah. him following me and getting me. Okay. Like yeah. <laughs> I mean, as long as we're never in for, I mean, it's getting colder and colder now. So. Yeah. I mean, the minimum is like 60 seconds and because that's how long it takes your nervous system to settle down. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, it's whatever feels good for your body. But as the temperature is dropping, a general rule of thumb is one minute per degree. So as in the temperature of the water. So right now, I think the temperature is going down to about nine degrees. So you wouldn't want right. to stay in the water longer yeah. than nine minutes. That's so, definitely enough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Has, it has the desired effect. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. So literally, just like I would say, two minutes is fine, and yeah, you know, you're going to receive the benefit from that. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, just even sixty seconds, you're going to get a benefit from it. Yeah, I need to do it again because it's funny. Like, I've kind of got the fear a little bit again, but I also, I definitely slightly overcome it as well because I have mm. like cold shower every day now mm, and I like nice. my showers really hot so I used yeah. to be like oh god no I'm not I'm not doing it but now I'll just turn it from really hot to really cold mm. and I'll just be like yeah it's cold but this is really mm. waking me up and I really notice the difference now like oh, nice. when I'm in the hot shower it still feels nice when I first get in mm-hmm. muscles, mm-hmm. but then I notice that I'm kind of like recoiling from getting mm. out and starting my day you go kind of inside yourself a lot more, but like obviously this is what you talked about in the retreat as well, along these lines. Um, when it's cold, you like just wakes you right up. Obviously, you feel full of life mm. and you you feel much more capable of going about your day and excited yeah. about it. So yeah, and it's it's something that if if on a small level every day we can do something that's a little bit hard you know to like hear that voice in our head that's like I don't want to do this and they're like but we're going to do it anyway uh then it's like we're naturally building that resilience that said there are definitely some days where I'm like I feel kind of vulnerable and like I want to be warm and cozy and the idea of her cold shower feels a bit brutal so on those days it's like that's okay um but I had I had like often finish my shower on a cold shower now so like I'll just have a hot shower and then like you all the usual washing and then yeah finish on a cold like with the shower head in the back of my neck and just like lots of breathing and it does get to the point where it's exhilarating and it's fun to also make noises (laughs) just be like or just like ah just you know it does em- kind of naturally it. make them yeah out, <laughs> yeah exactly and like to have fun have to have fun with the intensity of it just like whew. yeah and um just for just for a few minutes in then out so yeah what is it called the vagus nerve the back of the neck I remember Laura saying when we were in mm-hmm. the water on the retreat and she was like get it on the back mm-hmm. of your neck and then I I did it and um yeah you can really feel how it mm-hmm. is it just like supposed to really energize you there is that what that is 
so what it is is the vagus nerve runs through um the whole of the sort of it goes through all your major organs up through the neck um and then through your face and it goes around the back of the neck as well and then it finishes in the brain and even goes up into your eyes so it really kind of connects it's almost like this information super highway between your mind and all of your organs and the tone of that nerve that there's a correlation between how well toned that nerve is and how well we dissipate stress yeah so you can if we think about stress as a physiological response Mm -hmm. essentially it's almost like uh, our body our body's ability to come back into balance to go back into homeostasis if the vagal nerve tone is is um weak then essentially it's almost like our capacity to dump stress is diminished. It's like, we basically almost imagine it like um, uh, if stress is, a, is, if we're filled with water for like a vat of water when we're really stressed and it's like, there's just a yeah. tiny opening. If the vagal nerve tone is very weak, that's like a tiny opening. So it's like the ability to let go of that stress, it's gonna take longer. Yeah. Whereas the, the stronger that nerve tone is, it means it's like widening that opening. So the, your body's ability to, to um process that stress response and come back into balance is much faster right okay yeah so if we can intentionally stress the body so cold water immersion is stressing the body that breath work we're doing is also stressing the body it's stimulating the vagus nerve and as you stimulate the vagus nerve you're increasing its tone so that's essentially the the sort of science of the nervous system and how and why like that stimulation and things like breath work and even humming and singing that stimulates the vagus nerve as well. Uh, all of that, all of that is just basically, it's like it's like going to the gym for your nervous system and like helping it out with yeah. um, learning how to, to, to respond or to react and then to come back into balance. Yeah. Oh, it's so interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah. really connecting the body with uh, just learning all the little bits about what it can do to actually yeah. help you. In yeah, your exactly. Brain and your mind. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And that's why like, as I go on, like, although, and obviously today we're going to be like, yeah, talking about mental health, it is, as you know, it's all like connected. So it's like nowadays I'm focused a lot more on the breath and the body. Like I've got all the tools of like coaching and meditation and, and also, you know, thinking about how we frame mental health and how we discuss it. But then it's like this deeper, just like focusing on the body and taking care of the body and knowing if I take care of the body, generally the mind will be fine. rather than sort of just focusing on the mind um because it's like the body needs if i talk about stress and mental health it's like the nervous systems where it's at yeah they definitely have to work in tandem Mm -hmm. don't they that's Mm -hmm. that's what it's all about really Mm -hmm. also when i was in the gym this morning i saw a girl wearing one of the coats oh yeah nice and i was gonna say oh you're in the reservoir dogs but i i we were in the toilet and i thought imagine if i said that to her she was like what are you talking about (laughs) she probably she probably is or if not she yeah. might know them yeah oh yeah. I should have asked her but yeah I recognize that coat straight away it looks so yeah pretty. yeah I know what <laughs> you mean yeah 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 no and I've actually I think mine is in the wardrobe behind me it is um it's so warm <laughs> it's so warm I've definitely yes. been wearing it like around the house even oh, blame you. <laughs> it's yeah crazy. it's like a big dressing gown I know I had a nap in it the other day it's <laughs> like on the sofa just like <laughs> I would <laughs> yeah it's so good well you're so welcome to come you know um yeah with like m- uh, me and fran and jules um have been going like along with laura more recently like to sail water yeah. park and you can yeah. definitely bring cash along um and even if you wanted like one of us to stay with cash you know whilst you went in the water oh, like, that's yeah, fine that yeah yeah 
yeah so there's definitely ways we can make that work yeah cool sorted out I'm excited it, it is like I mean I've only done it once properly on properly on the retreat and it is something that I can tell is addictive and that feeling like mm. just keep thinking about yeah I, I want that feeling again it was so good yeah yeah and for me it's also like being in nature and yeah having that having that freedom to like be in these places and interact with nature in a way that is so immersive and yeah and in my head it was like can we do that are we allowed to do that like obviously safety is important for sure like in the water quality but it's like yeah you can do that it's like oh so it kind of makes me it feels like more freedom yeah it's it's become a huge movement over the last year hasn't it like I remember Mm -hmm. reading articles in lockdown like everyone's going wild swimming now and you probably would think like oh I can't really do that I mean people didn't even Mm. think you could do it at Salford Keys but you just need Mm. to like you say be sensible with it Um, Mm -hmm. and all of the breath work definitely helps Mm -hmm. with preparing yourself to go in otherwise you Mm -hmm. could just be hyperventilating and panicking yeah exactly yeah breath is so great for just um like being okay with feeling in a slightly altered state and being like it's okay for me to feel that yeah yeah and I I think of the same when it comes to mental health like what if what uh, or intense emotions often I think a lot of suffering comes from us freaking out about the experience we're having it's like oh my god what's wrong with me instead of like okay this is really intense but it's okay for me to feel that yeah like I remember in the walk all the way down to doing that cold swim on the retreat and I was just I just felt a bit stressed like even though I would I knew it was probably t- going to turn out great but it was just the build up mm, to it yeah. and by the time we'd done the breathwork session I was just like yeah let's just go and I just felt ready to get in like obviously it's still a shock when it hits you but um yeah it was really nice like me and Fran held hands counted and then just mm. went in and yeah yeah I'm still need to build up like putting my head under like you and Laura do but (laughs) that's okay yeah and even some days even that for me is like a bit much and um yeah yeah and again it's always just listening to your body yeah listening to your body I will jump into the first question um okay how's your day going today um so I when I woke up this morning I I've today is day one of I'm doing a challenge called 75 hard oh right and that's where for like 75 days there's like a um quite like strict rules about what you um would say you can and can't do so for example it's like um for the next 75 days I need to follow a diet so the diet I'm picking is just like no processed sugar which is pretty straightforward um I've got to drink like a gallon of water a day which is about four and a half liters which is a crazy amount of water um I have to I can't remember the other ones I've (laughs) I've literally just started it so I'm like wait I've ticked off a bunch of them already um oh yeah read 10 pages of a non-fiction book in fact I've got the app here so I will read off the rest of them. The reason why I'm sharing this is because it's interesting to bear in mind how my day's gone. And then you do two 45 minute workouts, two separate ones um, in a day. And that could could be like going for 40, well, so for example, today I went for a 45 minute walk around my local park and then then a 45 minute bike ride. Um, And then you've got to take a progress picture every day. And this is all around building mental toughness. Yeah. Now I, love challenges and I like exploring like discipline and and mindset so Mm. 
this morning I was like the first day of that so I chose to get up early and so I, I kind of felt pretty pumped um first yeah. thing and then as I was walking around the park out for my exercise um I started thinking about Christmas and New Year's and I started feeling sad um yeah. because I like Christmas and New Year's like for many people myself included can bring up like weird feelings yeah and then so I was thinking about Christmas and feeling a bit sad um and then and then I started feeling a bit pissed off so, <laughs> um, <laughs> later in the day right and then and then after feeling pissed off which um I think I was just pissed off uh, for a variety of reasons um I then went out and had a meeting which was really awesome so um essentially my day has been like a full spectrum of different human emotions yeah. and um mm. and I'm like quite well versed in allowing that to happen these days yeah. so it's like allowing myself to sail through all the um the different emotions so it's been an emotional day um but also like an interesting one and yeah I'm really chuffed um with the meeting I had earlier because it's with a mental health tech startup and we're collaborating with some content together so I'm excited oh, about that. oh that sounds good then mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah very rich day then <laughs> it is a rich day <laughs> yeah, it's many experiences yeah. and normally i would be the kind of thing where you say like how's your day going i'll be like it's fine whereas yeah. i'm like oh no i was like i was pumped and then i was sad and then i was angry and then i was pumped again <laughs> yeah well it's good to like kind of remember all these things i guess isn't it that's part of letting them happen isn't it and mm -hmm. observing them um, <laughs> yeah definitely because it's easy to just let a day go by and think ah oh, it was all right instead of thinking, yeah like I do daily daily reflections um I started it when I did some life coaching last year and I still um kept it up for about a year so I just kind nice. of like note down how my day's gone and what I'm proud of what could have gone better and what the highlight was and it's really good just um to look back on it's just really interesting like all that would be lost otherwise mm -hmm. kind mm -hmm. of you know you don't you don't hold it all in your memory really yeah, but, um, definitely yeah, yeah I love that I love that that's great that you um take a moment to reflect on that I think that's always super yeah. important yeah definitely and mm -hmm. um, so what led you to start doing breath work and coaching which is maybe two questions yeah yeah sure it's actually uh so working for myself now as uh, so I do a few different things. So I'm a mindset coach as well as a breathwork facilitator. And I'm also a meditation teacher. Mm -hmm. And in a previous life, um, I was in, in digital marketing. And my journey to do to what I do today was really born from a place of needing to help myself yeah. with my mental health. And when I was living and working in London at a big uh, media agency. I was experiencing a lot of stress and burnout, um, but to the point of having like multiple daily panic attacks and wow. sort of on and, on and off for probably about a year and a half. It was okay. really intense. And I, I, yeah, and I, I just didn't want anyone to know. Yeah. And the only thing like worse than having the panic attacks would be someone finding out about them. Yeah. And I was kind of your classic overachiever and keep this like highly polished front. I'm not a perfectionist, but rather um, I'd be like, yeah, everything's great. Everything's fine. And yeah. this idea of opening up to tell people that I was struggling, um, that was like a bit, it just, there was some part of me that just felt so blocked to doing that. So like, mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not doing that. 
and so I initially um sort of long story short sort of started um out with mindfulness meditation and I did a mindfulness space stress reduction course and that was super life-changing and it was really hard and anyone who says that they think meditation is hard like I am with you I found it super super hard obviously I'm now a meditation teacher it's to me it's a skill it's a skill that you can learn Mm -hmm. so if you if anyone like listening to this is like I'm really shit at meditation it's like I I I was that person yeah yeah Yeah, it's 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 really tough it's really tough yeah and for me learning to meditate was super challenging but it was really learning how to slow down yeah and then learning how just to be um and from that place of starting to slow down and being able to observe myself more and my thoughts and just having a greater self-awareness I then got more curious about the nature of my thoughts mm-hmm. and also noticing how I was hurting myself with my own thoughts often yeah. you know like telling myself sad stories mm-hmm. um getting upset about things that aren't even true or haven't even happened oh, which is quite yeah. powerful yeah <laughs> um it's like a how many times we get ourselves worked up by some imaginary conversation that's literally never happened or like some accident that's also never happened yeah yeah. (laughs) and so I started getting more interested about the mind and the power of our minds the power of our thoughts yeah understanding a bit more about human behavior and psychology and that led me down the mindset coaching route Mm -hmm. and I started working for myself about two and a half years ago and so it made the I'd been doing a lot more work outside of work in these areas and like working with certain organizations as well as championing mental health in the workplace as well so doing quite a lot in work and outside of work and I just felt more and more of a pull in that direction um Mm. because it sort of eased this existential angst inside of me as well which I think was a big reason for a lot of my undoing in the first place uh that definitely yeah and then the the final jewel in the crown if you will um was breathwork and so Mm -hmm. trained as a breathwork facilitator early in 2020 and for me breathwork it's like meditation gave me the the sort of clarity of my mind coaching allowed me to think okay what am I going to do with that clarity you know where am I going to direct my attention and then breathwork is about regulating my nervous system so I'm like really tuning into body sensations which include things like stress and um, emotions but also intuition as well Uh, yeah so like really tuning into the body and learning to work with my body so not just with my mind like working with my body to to navigate life yeah so that's been a bit of my my journey with uh with gathering these different tools and then uh you know being so fortunate to be out in the world sharing these tools with other people yeah that's the brilliant thing isn't it like when people um just start out needing to do it for their own purposes and um once they learn to help themselves so many people want to then share that and um to then turn that into a career is great just I guess you you then realize how passionate you are about it once you've seen that it really works (laughs) because you were the first 
uh, guinea pig kind of thing. I definitely identify with struggling a bit with meditation and still feeling mm. my thoughts are racing when I try and do it, but I'll still set aside mm-hmm. 10 minutes every day. I use the Calm app, so mm-hmm. it's easier than like listening to someone talking through it. But with breath work, it's probably because it does involve the body as well. I find it so much easier to focus and because obviously the breath work is really intense, but um, mm-hmm. you just made a point that I didn't think of. Like when you're doing the breath work, you're not really with your thoughts because it's more about regulating the nervous system isn't it so that's Mm. the purpose of meditation it's like actually noticing the thoughts because I've probably come to a point now where I'm just used to that but I definitely was at a point where I would try and ignore my own thoughts as much as possible and I hated like sitting with my own thoughts like that really scared me and I did a lot of Mm. things to try and distract from it which um makes me quite sad to think about now like if whether it was you know suddenly getting in bed and thinking I'm just going to go on my phone because I'm panicked like a Sunday night especially I didn't want to think about the week ahead mm. quite stressful job so then I start scrolling and doing that for two hours do it in the morning before I got up it was such a horrible way to go to sleep and to wake up um I, I don't have my phone near me at night now anymore and or in the morning I have to keep it out of the room I bought myself mm. a light therapy alarm clock actually mm. a couple of months nice. ago and that's kind of a game changer that was really good mm. yeah yeah so I don't think mine's a light therapy one but what it does do is that as you wake up I mean it could just be the same concept but it's um yeah. it's not like a special frequency of light I think that's what I'm getting at but yeah. what happens is as you can set the timer so that a light gradually comes on uh, and it can be awesome. over like yeah over 15 minutes half an hour 45 minutes it sort of gradually comes on yeah and that is like you know and I I'll have um I'll have like classic FM on the radio but you don't set it for the hour because then it's the news no one wants to wake up to the news no. um so you like set it for like five minutes past the hour or five minutes too uh, and then yeah. it's like classical music coming through with the <laughs> with the light gently coming in it's That's like yes idea, actually I've got it on XFM yeah. um classic oh my goodness it's like, so nice yeah the serenity <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah some mornings it's it's hilarious with how like cheesy it'll be you yeah. know it'll be it'll be like green sleeves or something like coming through or or like a, or even a harry potter tune which just makes you i don't know it can feel oh really you couldn't possibly wake up stressed though could you start <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah oh well i'm glad to hear that you're um yeah that you've got like a another morning like to bed and getting up a little yeah. routine yeah i definitely think about that a lot more mm. it's such a difference to my day like if i yeah um start the day by needing to go on my phone or something for some mm. reason I'll notice the difference massively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I feel quite fortunate actually because uh I, I don't know for what reasons one one comes to mind is um being in digital marketing so I started out that career in 2010 and yeah. back then social media was uh, to use to use it for business mm. was still like not as commonplace as it obviously is huge no. now like ever present and so i think because of working on social media like you know and as well as using it as a user i was sort of very aware and i remember me and my colleagues even talking about the usage of it and how it made us feel and sort of being yeah. quite mindful of the fact that it didn't seem 
it had like a tendency towards making some people particularly some people more anxious and stressed out so I was quite mindful early on of trying not to do too much scrolling late at night or in the morning it doesn't mean that it doesn't didn't still happen and it doesn't still happen but I'm just so aware that like even now my some part of my mind will be like hey now what you doing there yeah I want to put that phone down (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's it's just like what are you doing and it's like it's almost like junk food for the eyes like just like stuffing like you know wanting that dopamine hit like scrolling gotta find the hit and it's like put the phone down (laughs) (laughs) it's like we talked about this on a previous podcast but um coming from I think my age probably the last generation that didn't have um social media like as a teenager I think everyone was like just going on Facebook in college um Mm. so it's nice to be able to remember like what it was like to not have all of that and not have your life Mm. dominated by phones Mm. and it's crazy now when you speak to younger people who just always grew up with that I mean not to mention like bullying just takes on a whole new level like cyberbullying spoke to a girl recently who said she was bullied in high school me and another girl who were the same age said we were and it didn't even register until she said it that she was like yeah you couldn't escape it right um it was because then it would follow you home because it was online and we were like oh my god that you poor thing like mm-hmm. we didn't have that because it we didn't have social media so mm-hmm. yeah it's a whole new beast now I mean it does yeah. have a lot of good points obviously I do like to sort of notice those as well but you definitely have to be mindful with it all I think mm-hmm. yeah for me it's uh, that expression with um, great power comes great responsibility yeah and it's it's like our technology is so incredible and I feel like we need to catch up when it comes to learning how our minds work and learning the common pitfalls of being a human in terms of comparison and judgment and and just some of the standards we have in our society and some of the conditioning um you know whether that's around beauty or um what success looks like and how that can really um come through so strongly online and the desire to be accepted to be liked you know I mean the whole platform's are gamified with that in mind so it's really it's sort of manipulating our basic human um biology almost this desire to be connected to others um so it's in a way where we have to be really intentional and self-aware in order to use the platform in a way that serves us rather than where you know the things that are getting used by the platform yeah definitely and the good side of it is that I think it has been around long enough now that it's being factored into education and mm. you know future generations probably will know a lot more about mm. this perhaps yeah generations that have just gone where it was just growing and growing and there wasn't really um sort of education around it no one mm-hmm. had really thought to do that yet that goes mm. hand in hand with all of the mental health education as well which is mm obviously a bigger thing in schools now so they'll Mm. have that benefit because it wasn't Mm. talked about when I was at school so yeah 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 definitely yeah what a time to be alive (laughs) (laughs) so what's been the most rewarding aspect of the work that you do oh um being able to support people through big life changes is always like deeply satisfying um and some oh, sometimes like 
uh, particularly um, my coaching clients, they will do big, bold, bad, badass things. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like they help reaffirm and strengthen my belief. Um, yeah. You know, because sometimes oh, like it's, yeah, and it's, it's not it's not that I, I don't believe in what I say, or what I do, um, you know, but sometimes yeah. you can sort of uh, almost forget the magic that exists. Yeah. And sometimes a client where yeah, will just say something really incredible or they'll be like, yep, I've handed my notice in on my job or they're starting a new one or they're like leaving a big relationship mm-hmm. and making healthy changes that are really aligned to them. And it just feels um, just such an honor to have a front row seat to someone else's life and to see them making these big, courageous, I say big, then don't necessarily always have to be something huge and external. Sometimes it can be something very um, discreet, but internal, like some little shift, Yeah. Uh, but they're having the, the courage to make those changes, whatever they are. Yeah. And to me, it, it gives me a lot of hope and, and encouragement for the, um, the passion and drive humans have to want to, um, expand more in this life. Like whatever that looks like, we all have that desire for more, which I think can get confused for like more as in materialism. And actually I think it's just this greater expansion that, that some deep part of us is seeking. So yeah, I would say it's that that expansion that people have and seeing them get that genuine like enthusiasm and and passion to be alive yeah I can imagine that's so rewarding I mean it'll just reaffirm everything that um like you either that you've been through yourself or that you know like you say that you're teaching about and then you see that in a tangible way in other people Mm -hmm. like what could be more Mm. fulfilling like that must be great yeah yeah it's super lovely and also I learned so much as well it's a constant reminder of um yeah of just all the ways in which we can get stuck and also then how we get unstuck you know how we can help yeah. ourselves so it is yeah I feel very fortunate yeah oh that's great and what are the things that impact your mental health the most so when I was reflecting about this question I was thinking um are we talking like positive mental health like which things like help my mental health or which things um erode it and um so I wondered about like twofold so the things that um impact my mental health um I we touched upon this earlier actually about having this kind of existential crisis sort of a yawning chasm of like (laughs) nothing that can sometimes or used to be there a lot for me like I would say the whole time growing up but I think it started out as being and I still am a very curious person so it's like wanting to understand why and then the more that I would seek answers to that question the more that I would either get confused or um just not really resonating with what's the answers that that are being given. And I think it just created more of that hollowness. And I used to um, like throw myself into work a lot because I was like, I've got to find meaning, got to find meaning. So it's like, (laughs) just like desperately mining and digging (laughs) work. Like hopefully I'll find my purpose at some point. Um, And so I think in relation to my mental health, it was like seeing how um some part of me that was yearning or aching for something and how I was pushing and pushing myself more and more 
um so becoming physically exhausted mentally exhausted and not taking care of myself because i'm actually trying to get rid of a feeling or resolve a feeling yeah you know of like emptiness and and thinking that the answer is outside of me um and the solutions outside of me and the the ways in which my mental health can still um be negatively impacted now mm-hmm. uh, or challenged are the same thing so it's more if i think the answer is outside of me if i think yeah. other people are somehow responsible for me and my circumstances you know so if i give my power away by assuming it's like their fault you know it's society's fault it's my yeah. parents fault you know it's like i'm giving my power away and then that feeds these wounded parts of me these narratives inside mm-hmm. which can start to whip up a bit of a storm and then i can really get in my head about things um and so yeah start hurting myself with stories that may or may not be true it's, it's definitely easy to to do that um yeah 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 learning that it is inside you that's kind of like a breakthrough really yeah yeah and this whole um you know playing with this idea and i say playing with this idea um because i know for some people they might it might be triggering or it could be something that they just reject outright and it is more nuanced but like you know if i play with the idea that i am completely 100 percent responsible for me mm-hmm. no one else is responsible for me and my life my results uh, my feelings my emotions no one can make me feel anything just playing with that as a thought experiment it's like deeply triggering already because then i might be like no but you don't understand because this thing happened yes. and then but society is like this and those people are like that and it's like yeah, i know but if you let all that go for a minute and just imagine it's all on me then it's like what am i going to do about that yeah and it's like oh damn it because you want to sort of yeah assume that it's outside of us the solution and the problem um so it, to me it's about turning that attention inwards on myself but it coming from a loving place you know, and wanting higher standards for myself and taking responsibility and empowering myself with that rather than uh, blaming myself, you know, for that. Yeah, it's it's huge, definitely. Like the, the stories that we tell ourselves can, they can go on for years, can't they? Um, yeah. And you definitely have the power to change that at any time mm-hmm. um, and to realise that you always have the responsibility. Mm. It's like you say it can be quite triggering because it's it sort of feels easier to blame other people but then if you blame other people then you're never going to get um like freedom from it because you're going to be waiting for something that's not going to come like mm-hmm. I mean pe- people might not even be aware of something that you might be blaming them for um it, it could be something they could never do anything about so mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, mm. I remember reading, I think it was, it's on my shelf there actually, Mark Manson, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I don't know whether you've read Oh, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've not read that book. I think my husband has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. And he was saying how, I think it might have been one of his, his newsletters, I think he's been doing it for years. He was writing about responsibility and every single person is responsible for what happens to them. And he was saying like he, he got, really angry um mail like letters mail um email don't know what it was but from Mm. this guy who had lost his son um and then that made him kind of think like am I saying the right thing here because he felt really bad for this guy but he was basically saying you know you're still responsible for how you react to anything like no matter how tragic it is and obviously it's out of your hands um you still always have the power to kind of 
rewrite your own story as they say yeah yeah definitely and that's such a good point that with 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 these um and I say the thought experiment because it can be like powerful to think you know I get to change my belief system and my thinking like anytime I want and almost like trying on a jacket like what does this feel like you know does this feel good or does this feel not so good um to explore different ideas and with something like yeah you're 100% responsible for your life and what's happening in it noticing already what comes up for someone so someone listening to this might think whoa like well yeah but I'm not responsible for the state of the economy and I'm not responsible for climate change and I'm not responsible you know and it's noticing the the feeling there so is it one of um there's this assumption you're kind of taking it on and it's like it's your fault so there's some part of you that's like yeah it's your fault you're a bad person you're not doing enough you don't care enough you're lazy you know so it can be interesting already how that inquiry or that thought experiment of you know if I'm 100% responsible for me what comes up because already that's so helpful because it's like that's actually one of the reasons why I was pissed off this morning <laughs> is that I was, I was exploring that idea. I was like, firstly, yeah. I was sad, sad thinking about Christmas and new years. Um, and I was like, I allow, allow myself to feel sad for a little bit, like just yeah. to sort of feel it. And then I, and then I started getting pissed off because I was just like, yeah, but you're responsible for you. So if you want to have a really lovely, nice Christmas and you're sad because everyone else is going away, then what you can do about it. Yeah. You know, but in terms of like, you can be pouty and sad and that's okay but beyond a certain point it's not serving me so it's like what are you gonna do about it and I was like damn it yeah. <laughs> uh, so this kind of thought experiment anything that's triggering I think is so valuable you know to slow down and pause mm-hmm. breathe you know so <laughs> breathe calm the nervous system down so when we can try to come back into balance and we're not in this if we're in a heightened state we just can't think clearly so it's like calm down notice what's the story here Mm -hmm. and then just with so much love and gentleness just asking is that 100 percent true yeah if it's like you know uh i you know if i'm responsible for my life then i'm responsible for climate change it's like i am just one person but yeah there's lots of stuff i do do that does contribute to that yeah and it's just going yeah i I am so let's not not like bullshitting myself but then going but what are you going to do about that then it's like hmm good question I don't know and it's like you know and that's when we can start to make more conscious choices yeah. when we can really just yeah. have clarity about yeah what's actually happening and not be trying to hide from the truth because it's uncomfortable yeah when you feel helpless about something because you're giving it away that's yeah the worst isn't it um, yeah that's yeah and talk about disempowering people but we disempower ourselves yeah. you know by yeah by just going like well what am I supposed to do I'm just one person it's like yeah I know but if we all think that then it, we're all blaming someone else and we're all expecting someone else to take responsibility exactly. um and it just that's why it's like if you want to change the world like just change yourself yeah you know, and if if everyone is doing that then that's when everything starts to shift yeah I really loved that when you talked about that you and Craig on the retreat Mm-hmm. It's just such a nice way of um I always get this wrong but it's like the analogy with the me- the meadow we're all in the mm. meadow and I, 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 how do you explain it again <laughs> uh so I can't remember the exact a phrasing field. but from what I remember it was like yeah we're all a field and like every single person um is like a, a flower in that meadow and it's like we're all different yeah. and we all make up 
up that same like beautiful landscape you know we're kind yeah. of like we're essentially all in it together we're all this the same what oneness but also all distinct at the same time yeah and it's just like the, the power of community and things like that you know feeling together um that I think people a lot of people realize was really important over the pandemic mm-hmm. and obviously a lot of people felt very alone it was really difficult but I think it united people in a lot of ways mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. obviously people were in different situations I'm not saying we're all in it together because I don't want to sound like Boris assuming that you know everyone's everyone's the same when some people struggled a lot more but yeah mm-hmm. even like when I go to like classes at my um at within some baths where I go so it's like a community center as well so it just has a really nice atmosphere to it um that feeling mm-hmm. of like togetherness like because I work for myself as well um it's nice to go out and feel connected to other people mm-hmm. it does make yeah, it exactly yeah and that's what really like realizing we're all the same you know in terms of at such a core level that we all how we may look and how we may speak and yeah there's so much diversity in terms of culture and interest and everything but just at such a basic level we're all so the same and I find that so heartening and yeah it does make me feel very connected to other people when we remember that like remembering our humanity yeah 100% and what would you tell other people going through some of the issues that you touched on yeah so um with anyone who feels that kind of existential crisis it's so interesting because I feel like there was always some part of me that never felt fully settled Mm. um and I I remember like just always this idea of like working like your whole adult life until you're like older and then only then you will like retire and then you're going to finally get time to do all the things you wanted to do and then you'll yeah. die um I just always was like what, what? it just it it just I, it just seemed even now like it just seemed so baffling like I just I just don't get it I don't get it um it's a big gamble isn't it to wait uh, yeah or just like what do you mean I'll work my whole life and then I'll have (laughs) fun yeah I just thought like it just seems so baffling and also it implied that um you can't be thriving and enjoying perhaps the work you are doing yeah you know and for so many people they are very disillusioned with what they do and it doesn't satisfy them intellectually emotionally spiritually so I feel that if someone is feeling this disillusionment and feeling this sense of like yawning nothingness and you mentioned about scrolling on your phone a lot on a Sunday night yeah that was when my anxiety was so high Mm. and I would be and even growing up actually I used to feel that and we could just call it the Sunday blues in our house yeah um and I would just be like nervous about going to school like feeling anxious about even going to sleep um it feels so good not to feel like that anymore <laughs> if it does come up I know I know that it's just something to be curious about now yeah. um but I would say that if there's some part of you that's like it's like I see it more as a yearning now mm-hmm. and so I didn't really have anyone to sort of I don't know help me understand what it was but I would say some part of you is asking bigger questions yeah some part of you is not satisfied and that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. If anything, it might mean that you're more curious or 
I don't know, tuned into what is true for you and it's not aligned with what is in front of you and how your current culture or peers or family is living. Um, So to be curious about that dissatisfaction or curious about that disillusionment, what is it telling you? Because it may be trying to guide you in some way, Mm -hmm. you know, to what is true for you. And I think in our culture, we, um, we're not really, you know, for me growing up, it was like, got a problem, here's a solution. Like, don't do your feelings. Uh, and, um, and also just be, you know, you should be, you should be grateful. You've got plenty, your life is good. Like, you know, why are you not satisfied and sort of feeling shame or guilt or like you're a bad person or, you know, I should be satisfied. And that sort of shutting down that part but it's I see it's some part of you blossoming almost that wants to come out and um it doesn't know how based on the current setup Mm -hmm. so I would say be so curious about what it is you feel and that the signs and signals that it could be trying to guide you in a particular direction you know that's more aligned with who you truly are um and to know that you're this sense of existential angst it's so old you know they've got like philosophers going back thousands of years asking similar questions so spending time researching you know other schools of thinking and philosophy and um, psychology human behavior uh, and most importantly of all like don't identify too much with your thoughts you know because mm. just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's true yeah and the ego the egoic mind can be super strong so we can get bought into very powerful narratives um, that may or may not be true um, so sometimes you get people who can uh, sort of slide into nihilism and I feel mm. that that can be a line of thinking that can be quite self-destructive mm. and it, it it's it's as true as or not true as anything else is you know it's like we get to decide what we want this reality to be and how we perceive this world that is just one flavor of it and if you want to explore the flavor of nihilism, go for it. But for me, it left just like a bitter taste in my mouth. So I was like, mm. nah, I can do better than this. Yeah. Yeah, I used to struggle similar things so much. Like, what does it all mean? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, when am I going to find my purpose? Um, mm-hmm. I, I actually rewatched. Did you see Soul? Dis- the Disney Soul? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I watched it last Christmas. Um Oh God, I was so emotional. Um, and I rewatched it for the first time yesterday. So it was actually really interesting uh, to come back because it's such a philosophical film, isn't oh it? Oh my God, yes. I love that film so much. Yeah, they must have had uh, such an, a variety of advisors on that film. I was actually watching the credits at the end like with interest. Mm. Um, they had different like faith advisors and mm-hmm. things like that, like a whole big, huge panel of mm. people they consulted with um but that was saying like a similar thing like don't worry about the purpose um just like that will come with time Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. about all the little things like enjoying the everyday like when the guy's Mm. looking at the leaves and then oh he's like enjoying the taste of something but when he had that memory before he just looked at a sad version of himself in a cafe where it was really he was really enjoying that chocolate cake that he was eating. It's just, oh, it's such a nice film. It's yeah, it's such a good lesson like for kids as well to be watching that kind of thing from a young age. Yeah, huge. And you reminded me there was, 
I went on a big soul binge after watching it and oh, yeah. there's um not only for the the playlist because the music is really great to use in breathwork so there's all sorts of different music oh um, yeah yeah that I use it in breathwork sessions really it's really good and the it may still be on there but there was a spotify um set of podcast episodes that were created by soul and they had as in the different um he was like the main director who was leading it all oh. and then they were interviewing people like Trent Reznor who does the music um yeah. and then also uh they had various other actors but some of the people who were you know helping inform whether it was to do with the music mm -hmm. and like talking about jazz yeah. or whether it was to do with the more um spiritual side of things so I definitely recommend checking it out it's it was really oh, really good yeah really good in fact oh, i'm gonna re-listen to them because it was super inspiring yeah i'll have to put that on tomorrow i i started a, a, another journal like about just over a year ago i can't remember why i started it but i know it was when we were going into the second lockdown and it's interesting now when i think about why i started this but it was like three good things every day and mm -hmm. i think after we'd come out of the first lockdown life had gone back to normal and busy and trying to catch up with everyone everyone and you were allowed to do things again suddenly we were going back into lockdown and you had to appreciate like the small things again um mm -hmm. you know just a very simple way of life again which I'd actually grown mm -hmm. to love in the first lockdown so mm -hmm. there's definitely a big part of me that's very stressed with it and was yearning for some kind of purpose um and like thinking oh god I'm gonna have all this time with my old thoughts again but yeah I started this three good things every day and it just kind of made me realize like you can enjoy every day there's little things that I love about every single day and it could just be you know something simple that I eat on a certain day that I look forward to or um a walk that I went on something that I saw when I took mm -hmm. my dogs to the park um and yeah it's kind of like what it's saying in in the soul film it's mm. you know, just like waiting for some great great big cinematic thing to change your life constantly is can be a dangerous way to go I guess I mean mm. it's, obviously it's good to have ambition and all that kind of thing and seek a purpose but mm. yeah like life is quiet like life is just enjoyable when it's like really quiet and you just know it's in all the, mm. the little things well and appreciating them whereas yeah. I probably let those go by for years without really appreciating them mm. Mm -hmm. yeah and when I was I, I felt like when I um was first learning to meditate and did this mindfulness course so much of that was you know really le learning how to be present to be actually mm. here and there were so many experiences I had that was like wow it just blew my mind how incredible the most humble simple experience could be yeah and I remember really clearly going on this day retreat towards the end of the meditation course and I was my anxiety was still pretty high mm. and I remember um I'd had a few drinks the night before and then I just could not sleep and then I was like super anxious all night thinking oh my god why did you drink you ruined the next day yeah. uh, and then I was in my head making all these excuses of like why I couldn't go and I should just text the lady and say I can't make it mm. anyway I sort of bullied myself across London to get <laughs> to get to this retreat <laughs> Um, and when I was there, I was like on the, basically on the verge of a panic attack already, but I was like, oh. just about keeping a, a lid on it. And as we were settling down 
Well, firstly, I remember them going around the circle and getting everyone to introduce themselves. Like we were sat in a circle in this beautiful center and asking people to introduce themselves, share your name and like how you're feeling. And everyone was sharing um, these beautiful sentiments being like, oh, I'm so grateful to be here. And like, I'm just feeling really relaxed and um, I'm so glad to be spending time for me. And, uh, And as it was going around the group, my heart was like beating harder and harder in my chest. And I just, if I had a choice, I would have just run out of that room. Yeah. Um, obviously I could have done if I wanted to, but I was just like, and it was as it were coming closer with the introductions to me, I just thought, I'm just gonna have to make something up. I'm just gonna have to say, yeah, I'm Bryony and I'm super grateful to be here, even though I just felt <laughs> like screaming and running away. And yeah. then by the time it got to me, I just thought I have to just be honest. And I said, if I'm honest, my anxiety is like through the roof. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling like really, on edge and I don't feel at all relaxed and I'm scared about today. I don't know how it's going to go. And they were like, thank you, you know, for your honesty. Mm. And I was like, (laughs) Uh, and, but throughout that day, I just like settled into the practices. And I remember after one, towards the end of one meditation, they played a song and they played two different songs but one of them was speaking of soul was like a sort of jazz piano piece oh yeah and the timing of it was just kind of like all over the place but in the most delightful spontaneous and it was like i was hearing a piece of music for the first time Uh, ever yeah and i could feel my delight inside my body like oh wow and just feeling the music and marveling at the cleverness of them and the the complexity of the sound and um it just felt so joyful and then the following on from that experience we were invited to bring our mental focus our awareness like to our chest so like bringing your mind to sort of tune into your chest and at first i felt quite scared and then she's like you know can you feel your heart beating and I was like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) I I I felt quite freaked out I was like I don't know I don't know maybe maybe I can't (laughs) um I felt quite nervous because I thought I don't know what I'm going to feel and then I needed to hold my breath first to sort of still my body and then I could feel it Mm. I could feel my heart beating in my chest I was like (laughs) wow and that just felt really profound yeah um i know for some people they can feel that you know i've learned over the years for some people they can feel their heart really easily for me you know and for many other people for various reasons not so much so it was like wow unless it's yeah it's a moment where Mm. you're really anxious and stressed about something and that's the typical moment when you would expect to feel it like your heart pounding yeah yeah that's literally just there it's within you like that's that's such Mm -hmm. a literal example of it isn't it it's all there and Mm -hmm. that can just overwhelm you with like joy just from that this thing that's happening all the time (laughs) so and the fact I was scared because as you highlight normally when we focus on on something like that that sensation it's because we're anxious yeah or like with the breath you focus on your breath when you're anxious or you're scared or Mm. there's something dramatic happening Whereas um, what would it be like to focus on those parts of the body when we are in a resting state? Um, and I, it, was, it was like, I was literally turning towards my heart almost. And that was scary. I was like, oh, oh, hey, yeah. how are you? <laughs> and, uh, but it felt really magical. Um, and so, yeah, there's these just joy, such 
joy in these present moments they're like little slippery golden fish just everywhere all the time you know yeah. we just need to to notice that they're there yeah definitely um well this kind of ties in um it might cover what you've already touched on but what is your coping method when you're having a bad day I'm gonna say bad day in air quotes mm. because I'm guessing that you wouldn't ever term anything a complete write-off you know <laughs> well that was terrible because yeah sure to turn it around yeah yeah I love that yeah so so firstly it's no noticing the part of me that's like well my day is ruined yeah uh, and again it's like latching onto a bit of a story um and I remember you know see, I've seen it shared quite a few times over the years now uh like did something did you have a bad day or was it like a challenging 20 minutes that yeah. you're then holding on to the story of mm -hmm. all day um so for me going back to the point of the thought experiment of you know if i if i'm in control of myself and my day and i get to decide you know what i make of this um you know like so, so this morning it was quite amusing because i went from feeling pumped to feeling sad to feeling <clears throat> to feeling angry uh and then i've got a bike rack here and i was taking my bike off there and I was just beginning to calm down but I was still being a bit pissy mm -hmm. uh, and then my bike lock fell off and landed on my foot oh. um and I wasn't wearing any shoes and <laughs> oh, God. and like but it's like in that moment I was like okay <laughs> okay and it was like I couldn't help but um cry and then laugh because it's just like come on now it's almost like the universe is like if you're going to keep sulking we're going to give you stuff to sulk about <laughs> it's like happen. taking a moment yeah it's like if something goes you know and, and sometimes we go oh my god i can't believe it. it is one thing after yeah. another and it's like i know we can sometimes be like willing it to happen yeah. um so i've done this enough times now to to sort of notice to be curious and to sort of try and try and keep myself in check um mm -hmm. it's not always possible <laughs> no. uh, but a certain amount of it is um on one hand i might try to help myself out so um just noticing like what am i what is upsetting me or what is challenging about this is it something i can control if it's something that's completely out of my hands um you know like i've i've had um, a few situations recently where my car's broken down there's there's like there's zero i can i mean i can call the aa yeah. <laughs> no, that that's that's it that's literally it so yeah. i tend to be pretty chill these days if there's something totally outside of my control i'm like I just, I can't really do surrender. much about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Surrender. Yeah. Um, and then the other things I do will be around just noticing, like, for example, where, where I am on my cycle. So Ooh. like, if, you know, am I, am I due to be pissy around <laughs> this time of the yeah. month? Uh, and just being gentle with myself. Um, have I had enough sleep? You know, um, have I been taking care of myself? You know, I notice now if I am overworking or just eating like, you know, unhelpful things, um, yeah. then I can start my, my, I start getting moodier and, yeah, and more volatile. Yeah. So I just sort of notice like, oh yeah, you know, all those like self-care practices that you normally do or like your breathing meditation. Yeah. You've not been doing that. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's why I'm being so pissy. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just trying to, to notice if certain habits are slipping. Mm -hmm. So it just helps me put into context, like why I might be being pissy. Um, because yeah. again, I'm trying to take responsibility for that. Um, failing all else, a nap is great. <laughs> just like completely yeah. surrendering and being like, and you know, sometimes you do get just 
crappy days where like just awful things might happen and yeah just like a damn good nap and knowing that the next day is a fresh day you know so maybe you get to start again yeah definitely naps are great like they can be magical (laughs) um I I never used to be a napper because I just never wanted to slow down and just constantly be Mm. pushing myself um but you're so much more productive after a nap if you if you can manage to do it like I wake Mm -hmm. up wake up a new person (laughs) yeah hell yeah and uh with napping I used to be the same as well like um struggle to slow down but now um just with some deeper breathing yeah or even just telling telling myself like it's okay just to lie down even if I'm just lying down with my eyes closed for 20 minutes you know just resting trusting that that will be doing wonders it does yeah I I had a day a bit like that today actually where um I was kind of on the go from the second I got up and I think because I've done some nice things like I took my dog's park and I've been to yoga then I was like okay I need to work now but then I didn't stop I'll take a lunch um just ate lunch while I worked and then I went to my guitar lesson and mm. um I felt like just so tired and then I just lay down for a bit before mm. the podcast because I thought I just want to go into it yes. feeling all nice and calm and I was really looking forward to the chat um and yeah that just kind of it transformed it and I know this already but it's just easy to forget isn't it like I looked back on the day oh, and I was yeah. like yeah of course you feel tired um mm, and like mm-hmm. I felt really bloated like I have a lot of trouble like if I've eaten the wrong thing at the weekend then I mm. like say that can really make my mood worse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so then I really have to lie down to for that to ease away mm. and then in turn that'll help my mood as well just yeah. surrendering like you say just stop and do nothing instead mm-hmm. of pushing through <laughs> yeah yeah and this is where being intentional and understanding how it serves us to slow down or like I often I've got like a weekly planner it's not here um it's normally like always by my side Uh, and um on that on the right hand side there's like a list that I write out every week where it's like my self-care menu so it's like a whole list of stuff that I've picked um which it's and it has to be anything that's either free or super simple and accessible so it's not something um you know like oh go to that posh swimming pool like you know half an hour's drive away you know it's something that I can do I can do anytime pretty much um and it's, it's free or really accessible to me and it's like every day I have to do at least one thing from that menu oh and and I just write it out so that I constantly remind myself because I forget, I just forget. And yeah. um, so it's like, oh, what, what's on the menu? You know, and in the same way, you don't feel like eating the same thing every day. Mm. Like I've just learned over time, I, I like variety and I like to tune into how I'm feeling that day. So it might be like, okay, I want to do a face massage or actually I've got my guitar practice is one of those things. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it brings me joy to do that. So it's the things I know that bring me joy and resource me. And I like pick something from that and that, I know to keep on top of those things because it gives me energy. And I know that if I'm neglecting that, that's a red flag that I'm starting to get bought into stories of being too busy and like allowing myself to start to feel overwhelmed. Yeah, I I mentioned this in the last episode as well, saying to Mike, who I spoke to, he, we were saying like, it's easy to forget the things that actually make you feel loads better. And, yeah. um, I know my friend Sarah does a similar thing to you. She keeps a list of like go-to things she needs to do to feel better. Mm-hmm. Yours mm-hmm. is like even more proactive because it's like you 
you've told yourself to do it every day already rather than mm-hmm. trying to fix a problem by using it as a mm-hmm. go-to kind of thing yeah um, it's like just a, it's a maintenance you know rather than like yeah. oh no now things are slipping need to use it it's like and it's just one thing and if i do five things great you know but there's yeah. no pressure to, i don't and i don't have to like tick them all off it's just a case of they're just always there yeah. um and they're just naturally they're often now i've been doing it for over a year in fact maybe more like 18 months they're just kind of woven throughout my day often it's just like yeah. more more and more part of my day to do those things yeah it can make such a difference can't it like oh my god huge um when i take my dogs to park like the last few days i've thought I've been trying to sit down on a bench more every time I go with him. Mm. And um, his dad keeps, he just sits at the side of, of me mm. around with me. Um, mm. And then I'm like, I'm going to make a promise to myself that I'm going to sit on a bench every time I go to the park because it makes a lot of difference instead of just being like, I've not got time to stop. Let's just get get this done. Even though I do appreciate being in the park, it um, mm. takes it to another level when I just sit down and mm. look around. Um, or even just like, if I take five minutes out of my day to go and like give my dog a hug, like make mm. such a difference. <laughs> but a lot of the time yeah. it's like getting to the point of feeling quite stressed or upset before you'll try and make mm. yourself feel better. So yeah, yeah, like saying prevention's better than the cure kind mm-hmm. of thing, like maintenance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love taking, yeah, I've got on my list there, like time out to fuzzle my cat as well. Oh, and okay. um, it'll be quite funny because, I'm often grateful to her because she's just in like constant being mode, you know, it's in like fully present, just in her body. And she lets me know what she needs. Uh, And the other day I was in the kitchen and I was like uh, waiting for something to be finished in the oven and I was on my phone. And then she was just like, meow, meow, meow. And I was (laughs) like, what, what do you need? What do you need? So I like went to let her outside and she's like, not wanting to go, went to go and feed her. She's like, don't want that. And I was like, oh, you just you just want attention. Oh, okay, I can Aww. give you attention. <laughs> and then I like just put my phone away and I like just sat on the kitchen floor next to the oven, just like fuzzling her for like a good like 15 minutes. Um, I was just oh, like- yeah, it can change every day, can't it? Yeah, that's well, she was also just like, fun. give me attention, stop being on your phone. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's real. I'm sorry, this is so rude of me. You're like a, <laughs> you're like this like sentient being. I'm going to put my phone down. I'm going to spend some time with this fuzzy sentient being that I share my life with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can definitely learn a lot from them, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, hugely, yeah. <laughs> so what was your biggest challenge over the pandemic? Mm. so um I feel that something that has been quite hard to witness in doing the work that I do is um you know getting to hear people's stories um and like hearing what's happening to them in their lives and you know the very real suffering that's happened for some people has been really challenging and um and also just the uh, the sort of the vastness of it all as an experience, like the pandemic and it, and it's sort of un- continuing to unfold. Yeah. And so the sort of uncertainty and the lack of clarity, like initially, and then as time's gone on, it keeps shifting and changing. So that takes up a lot of headspace. And it's like the ultimate lesson in like, I cannot control a whole bunch of this stuff. Mm. So just trying to uh, let go and surrender, you know, where and where, where, where possible, where needed, but then also not allowing, you know, like life dreams, and ambitions to kind of be taken away either. 
um yeah. and knowing where we need to be adaptable and to to understand and to like learn to let go and be gracious or be like okay you know fair enough those things aren't possible um but then also challenging that and going well is that true um you know is that totally true or am i allowing certain narratives and stories to to enter into my world and then take that on as gospel yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah, i would say yeah i would say that the uncertainty has been challenging um and then sort of on a so that's been challenging to sort of witness and then for me personally during the pandemic uh, my father-in-law passed away and that was quite hard yeah just because we weren't able to sort of spend much time with him and the same with then the funeral you know that was obviously quite oh, an unusual set of circumstances yeah so yeah that was that was quite unusual it's almost like the pandemic is a long way in the past already it's mm-hmm. still so recent but it's the way that things have kind of come back to normal in a lot of ways like the more years that pass the more just going to look back on that and just feel absolutely flabbergasted that we lived through it and <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. i kind of uh, imagine it's a bit like um from what i understand with trees when they like you can look at tree rings to have a sense of like what's happened to them oh, yeah. and whether that's the um disease or like if there's been an intense weather then you can tell that by the tree rings and it's almost like what's happened in this time is like a big imprint on like the whole of (laughs) the people who are alive now like yeah we've all had that same imprint definitely yeah people have been Mm -hmm. talking about Mm -hmm. it forever um Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. crazy yeah yeah it's interesting Um, and on the flip side what was a surprise positive of the pandemic for you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I suppose early on I l- actually loved the slowing down and yeah. I do feel really fortunate that it had it had it been me of like seven years ago just, ah, I like dread to think what kind of state I would have been in um just because I uh, basically I practiced a lot of slowing down <laughs> it's taken me seven years and I'm still slowing down now <laughs> so I was grateful to um, to have the peace and quiet, to have um, more silence and yeah. also na- nature, like just mm. spending time in nature. Like I was doing a lot more of that anyway, um, but that was really joyful. And throughout this experience, like I've been meeting so many more people and I already did a lot of my work online, but I actually felt even more lucky because everyone was like well we can only do it online now so if anything it opened up opportunities for me yeah um yeah yeah and it also taught me the like the such deep value of what I do um but not in a sort of like ego way like hey I'm important everyone or anything (laughs) like that but but just because I could see how much it helped me you know the tools that I have for me and then being able to you know, I was asked to do sessions for the NHS workers um, mm. to help them with their anxiety and okay. stress levels. Yeah, so it's like it felt really good to be able to do something of like significant value day to day during what was, you know, objectively speaking, super challenging for everyone to some to some degree. Um, you know, even if your life was fairly unaffected, just even witnessing what was happening was was very unnerving um yeah so I feel very fortunate to to have been able to contribute 
you know, in a meaningful way, um, like during that time as well? Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I mean, one of the things that I was saying, um, my re- like my reasons behind starting the podcast was because I felt so helpless in that first mm. period. Um, and I was out of work for a bit as well. So I was really kind mm. of, I guess, um, I guess feeling like um, lost purpose in a lot of different senses. But I was just yeah. thinking a lot about people who were on their own, like my neighbours who were on their own, mm. feeling really awful for them and just couldn't bear to think about people who were just by themselves and struggling and I was like what can I do and Mm -hmm. yeah I think by the second lockdown I started really thinking I felt like I had some kind of debt debt to pay do you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I don't know why I felt all this responsibility but I was I felt like Mm -hmm. I wanted to make up for that feeling that I had in trying to help I mean I'm not saying you know it's helping people change their life but I wanted to help people share the stories I guess I knew there'd Mm -hmm. be a lot of stories about how people had found that time so Mm. I imagine like helping people in real time must have been incredible Mm. experience that must have been Mm. really rewarding for you yeah yeah definitely and you know in this podcast you're doing and any opportunity we have to share our stories is so healing you Mm. know to, to hear from other people and you know you shared at the start when we were chatting about what it's been like to to hear everyone else's experiences and how much we can learn from that so this is for yeah. sure you know making a difference you know to anyone who will hear this even if it's stuff that they already know it just helps to reaffirm and like fire and wire those same neural connections yeah. um but just hearing those shared stories you know it makes us feel like we're not alone and it, it normalizes our human experience and yeah and these kind of this kind of format you know lives on and on and on and you never know like who's gonna hear you know your words and how you may have one bit of the puzzle for someone like something you'll say Mm -hmm. or do will be like oh yeah like that'll be like the the moment that something shifts for someone so it's amazing that you're doing this podcast oh thank you yeah hell yeah fishing there but yeah well you got a got a big fish anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's why I really like hearing feedback as well just I want to know if it's like yeah helping people because you know that does make me feel good um yeah when you put a lot of time into something yeah just interesting as well it's Mm -hmm. I know that podcasts definitely helped me over the Mm. um they do make you feel less alone even if you're hearing people talk that you you don't know or you've never heard of um Mm. just yeah just listening to people swap stories we were talking about this in the retreat as well weren't we like the Mm. importance of storytelling and how Mm. it can shape us as a society and how important Mm -hmm. they are and like the stories that get handed down over generations I think we were talking about as well how it can shape families and yeah yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. So it's actually quite, you know, what a time capsule this podcast is, you know, to be documenting these stories from different people. And it is often actually the, dare I say, everyday people where things are really fascinating because the stories of either like, um, I don't know, you know, uh, famous people, the elite politicians, whatever, you know, whichever groups, they're the ones whose words tend to get passed down and mm. are seen as like the story of what happened. Um, whereas often like historians are interested in like, but what did, what did the real people <laughs> experience as well? Yeah. Cause that's always super telling that like what, what day to day people say. Yeah. That was another thing I was thinking about. Like I was hearing a lot of podcasts where celebrities were talking about 
how they found it. And obviously we were hearing from the politicians all the time, but mm-hmm. like, well, what about real people sharing their experiences? Yeah. Or even like the thing, the kind of big movement that was happening with mental health for a few years now. And like you had mm-hmm. um, a lot of sort of corporate campaigns and things or like stories and magazines, like um, celebrities talk about their mental health stories. Obviously mm-hmm. they are important as well um, to help people feel less alone, but it's like just hearing from normal people um yeah. is for me like really really mm. as well like relate to it a bit more so yeah, yeah. Definitely. definitely yeah if anything I'm more interested in like what one of my neighbors is doing you know or if there's like yeah. a friend of a friend who's transformed their health um mm. or they've been through something big and come out the other side like that to me feels way more accessible than it's like some yeah. celebrity it's like well they're a celebrity and you know that's going to come with all that judgment and assumption about who they are and what's possible for them yeah so like an uh you know someone much more close to home it's probably going to resonate more deeply mm. yeah 100 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and what's one thing you wish someone would do when you're having a bad day I'm gonna put that in our quotes again <laughs> <laughs> so give me some chocolate (laughs) that's that's the honest answer just give me chocolate Uh, give me give some chocolate um uh although part of like the 75 hard challenge and part of this no there's no chocolate no chocolate um Uh, so with with no with no chocolate allowed um the next thing would be (laughs) um probably to like ask me what i need Mm. you know just to say like what do you need right now um and it might be that i want to vent so I want to have like a bit of a rant. Um, maybe I just need someone to like listen and not to really offer any advice, you know, and and maybe to kindly entertain my and validate my pain, you know. So it's like I'm in my victim mindset right now and like I really need to just be wounded and just, you know, speak from that place um, and just have that kind of heard. Um, or perhaps it's like, actually, I need a bit of a love and kick up the arse and I'm being a bit of a grumpy sod and I'm <laughs> going to tell you what's on my mind, but I could really do with some solutions and or being, you know, um, yeah, being given a loving boot up the bum, like, come on now, yeah. like you need to, um, like see if you can, when I say shift that more from coming from a place of like, am I staying simmering in this, like and festering in this like unhelpful funk yeah. and might it be actually be a good thing to like shift out of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, ask me what I need and, uh, and, and help me, help me do that, whatever yeah. it is. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a really useful question because you don't just come out with it a lot of the time, do you? And um, like saying this in the last, last podcast as well, but it's like, you can learn all the lessons in the world, like, and you know go on this self-development journey and um practice self-care learn to love yourself and all these things but sometimes you do just need an outside perspective or someone else to do something or you know Mm. um we we can rely on other people as well I think Mm. it's easy to kind of forget that and think that you have to be self-sufficient because Mm. I guess you people might get caught in the trap thinking that supposed to have all the answers now and um they shouldn't have to rely on other people but you know Mm. that's that's what loved ones are there for as well isn't it yeah definitely yeah and and being being for me something a big lesson for me is um having an having a sense of like how much can someone help me meet that need like whoever I'm Mm. speaking to um you know and if I'm just wanting like 
someone to like listen to me with like love and without judgment just being mindful like is that something that person can offer up you know or yeah. might they default to like giving advice or being like hey it's not that bad and you're like yeah. oh my god you're just massively triggering me right now <laughs> um so yeah so just being i'm trying to be um, used discernment about who i share what with um thinking from a place of like you know can they do they have the capacity to help me meet that need mm-hmm. yeah and what's the best thing you ever did for yourself I would actually say it was investing in coaching um, mm. and second to that I would say therapy um, but it was doing coaching because I felt like the meditation was something it was incredibly important but it was learning how to to really channel like all of the energy I had and like direct it to something and I saw the biggest shifts in my life happen with coaching so I would yeah. say so I would say that yeah it can be huge kind of I, I think um it's funny you said the order actually because that happened for me as well um I did coaching and I was doing it because I was like I want to know what I should be doing for my career and I want someone to tell me what I should be doing like I went into it all wrong like not knowing <laughs> how it was supposed to play out I was like just wanted someone to say this is what you should do like analyze me and obviously mm-hmm. that's not how it happens but during the process of that, I was taken back to a memory of when I got made redundant a few years ago and I suddenly got really emotional. I was like, oh my God, like there's all this stuff there I didn't realize. And I was like, ah, this might be something therapy is useful for us. So obviously mm-hmm. then when, once you explore those things that are still holding you back, then mm-hmm. they're the things that can then help you to move forward. So mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of happened in that order for me. Yeah, yeah, beautifully put. And I suppose, yeah, it just happens in the right way it happens. And for me, um, the idea of talking therapy was super scary. And I'd had lots of friends who'd had really bad experiences with it. Uh, And also as part of my like childhood conditioning, like talking about my problems was like not something I felt safe to do. So it was really only once I felt safe enough to open up and also to even have a greater self-awareness to even begin to open up um in a meaningful way so it's like i i think the coaching helped me the meditation with the awareness and then the coaching with like understanding you know uh, some of the thought patterns and beliefs that are there and how that's impacting my action and then going oh my god now there's all this like dark stuff over here and like suddenly being aware of that like holy shit yeah it's like okay i think <laughs> i think i'm really to face that <laughs> um but yeah but having having someone that I really trusted and felt like was um, a good, a good therapist. So I feel like a good, good therapist is like a good hairdresser, not to um, uh, (laughs) mess things up too much, but just that rather that, you know, if if you don't have a good experience, that's fine. Just go to another therapist. Um, Obviously your mental health is slightly more sensitive than your hair, (laughs) but, um, but it's uh, same rules apply in that, you know, there's so many different people out there, like go and find someone else if it doesn't work for you yeah definitely a, a few people have said that um and that said that they didn't have good experience they had to keep trying but I think I got really lucky mm. with mine because we just had a telephone conversation and she was like I encourage you to you know look around you don't have to go with me this was just so you could get a feel for it and I was like I feel good about it and I, I feel like <laughs> um I kind of she made me feel good straight away and yeah I really mm. really really loved her so yeah nice. once someone made you feel comfortable then you know don't you 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and actually I can feel like I'm grateful to have, um, uh, like, I'm not going to say like my therapist because like she she does lots of different things as well. Yeah. Um, but like it, I got so much from working with her and it's nice to know that she's there as like the big guns that I can pull out. Like <laughs> if I need yeah. them, like I, I know now in life, like if I'm feeling ever like super wobbly or scared like it's okay I've got, I've got the big guns I can <laughs> can go back to her if I need some support yeah that is nice to have definitely mm-hmm. yeah um and what's one thing you'd want to tell the younger Bryony Ooh. um so I, the first thing that came to my mind was um that's going to be okay Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be okay um because I think that there was uh, like uh, for me like a lot of uncertainty and um yeah just like so much change and quite a lot of hardship and and with that I think came quite a lot of suffering so just this like it's going to be okay as like a sort of um strengthening like affirming like it's going to be okay yeah. uh and then this has really stayed with me it came up in a in a child workshop where I was like talking Mm. to like little Bryony and it was really clear that you know um, people need more love like way more love than you think they do so much love people need more love more 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 love (laughs) Uh, and it was like especially the mean ones you need to be the most loving to them (laughs) it was a really strong message so yeah i'd be like it's gonna be okay and yeah just remembering that you know often the other people who are most mean and hurtful like they just need so much love and like that's why they were what they are the way they are yeah that's that's the power of compassion i guess Mm -hmm. which isn't always Mm -hmm. easy to find but it's so true definitely everyone's Mm -hmm. got their own story and um you know probably like half the people who might have hurt you might not have even realized that they have mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. they they might be horrified if they even realize that they had done but um mm-hmm. yeah and knowing that it's all going to be okay it's like the thing that you always want to know but you can't know that and if you did know mm-hmm. that, I guess it would be not boring but it's all part of the beauty of like just mm. having faith isn't it and keeping mm. going and trusting that it's going to be okay yeah. and not having the answers yeah yeah I think that would be it. it was be like it's like keep the faith you know whatever that looks like yeah you know, in terms of yeah, ha- having having faith in life and then faith in myself yeah it's definitely powerful though like that inner child stuff like mm. I, think, mm. I, I think I don't know whether I'd even thought about like the talking to the little version of myself before last year like I just sort of you know that concept was probably quite alien to me but then when I first did a session where I I thought about like giving her a hug there's so much emotion wrapped up in that isn't there and there's so much you can Mm. learn from that once you Mm. start to Mm. ask questions of the person and then I did a session where it's like talking to the future version of me as well which can also be really useful um which Mm. you couldn't do in everyday life yeah yeah it is really beautiful and i found inner child work super um emotional like quite painful at times Mm. but also really profound and um yeah and then that's where the ability to sort of go inside like get to turn our attention inwards 
and to know that the answers are inside of us and you know all that wisdom and truth and knowledge and also what we need at such a deep level like it's all there like the answers are there inside of us yeah um yeah and i love not only with the future self but also i like exploring my higher self as well that's quite a fun one because she's super badass and she knows exactly what to do so i'm like wait (laughs) higher self brownie what should i do and she always knows (laughs) oh that's good so is that just like the (laughs) (laughs) all-knowing yes omnipotent briny version (laughs) yeah Yeah, so um oh it, it may not even necessarily be a personification of me but it's some sense of like like uh the highest or best version or like if whatever you want to call it whatever that may mean to someone or you're asking your soul or you know but just thinking about if you have the answers if you know what is true and um like what what is that you know and trust trusting what comes up yeah because half the time it's well most of the time it it will be there it's just fear holding you back Mm -hmm. from um confronting it i guess Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and you will always know in the end, like it is always there, which mm-hmm. is really reassuring mm-hmm. to know. It's, it's reassuring, but it can also be scary as well, because sometimes we get the the answers that come up, but like, I don't want that answer. Okay, it's like having yeah. a magic eight ball, like, give me another one. Yeah, <laughs> I want yeah. a different answer. It's like, no, like, that's what's true. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Don't try and resist it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just reminded me of those cards that we had at the retreat. Um, yes actually um, I've got them over here oh there they are that was it yeah the shamanic medicine cards yeah so they're just oracle cards and although I'm not like a shamanic practitioner it's something I'm quite interested in shamanism and with anything like this it doesn't really matter what your for me it doesn't matter what your belief system is it doesn't matter whether you're spiritual or not spiritual it can just be really interesting to go through the cards and to say pull one and to think about and to reflect on it yeah known to see what comes up so yeah they're beautiful aren't they yeah everyone was pulling those cards out and just like absolutely fascinated with what they read yeah yeah I don't think you have to be a really spiritual person I think you could give those cards to anyone no matter what level of kind of faith or um engagement with their soul they had and they would Mm. probably find it interesting to see what card they pulled Mm. out and see if that means something to what they're going through at that time or something that's happened that day something as simple as yeah exactly it's just an opportunity to reflect so on that point should we pull a card oh yeah good idea okay just give them a little shuffle (laughs) i'm not a magician but uh pull a card any card okay suspense is killing me okay the card is drum awaken hold that up oh drum awaken drum awaken birds yeah so it's got the uh like four birds on a drum oh yeah Yeah. oh handle being held bear with me i was like i should pull one i should pull one for the podcast okay it's a it has a little book that comes with the cards and it has a description about them so it says drum awaken Every drum awaits its destined keeper. Drum appears to you now because of your struggle to quiet the chit chat of your mind. (laughs) Drum will connect you to the memories of your mother's heartbeats, the cosmic mother and ancient rituals and ceremonies of your past lives. 
The sound, energy and vibration of this spirit is awakening the primal sound you have been subconsciously searching for. That is the, the lost sound of your soul. With simple beats, the sounds and vibrations of the drum will enable your logical left brain to defer to the creative right brain, allowing you to relax into the zone where the mystery awakes. Drum is your companion on the journey of your awakening. I'll read the, um, the final bit. Mm. It says, drum speaks. Pray with me before we start. We'll journey deep into your heart. Invoking trance, awake the soul. We drum as one until you're whole. Oh, that's interesting about the heartbeats, isn't it? And I was saying, I'd never mm. really thought about that before. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have yeah. to look further into that now. Yeah, well, I'll take a picture and share it. Um, share it with you so you can yeah, you can read you. it back again. So there you go. There you oh, go. that was really good. <laughs> very much for reading it. That was a nice. That's okay. Wrap up. Yeah, okay. there was a slightly long description, but um, so I cut it a little bit. So I'll send you the rest of it. Oh, great! Thank you. Nice. You're welcome. So that's a nice lead into the final question. What is your go-to song or songs that always lift your mood? Hmm. So I was like torn. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe this, maybe this, maybe this. Yeah. Uh, I recently, like two songs I've been really loving. Um, for the last couple of years, I've been like so into Earth, Wind and Fire. Like mm. I just love them so much. Yeah. And um, just even a song like Boogie Wonderland is great and yeah. like definitely lifts my mood. But I would say um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough by Marvin Gaye. Um, and is it Tammy Terrell? I think is her name. Um, yeah. yeah. So like that song, like without a doubt, like, you know, the first few seconds of that song kick in and you can just feel your body like lift up yeah. and you're like, oh, my God, I love this song. So, yeah. So I'll go for Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Oh, that's really good. Because that was the one you played at the end of the retreat. And then the rainbow came yes. out. Yeah. And then the rainbow oh. came out. Yes, that's that true. was yeah. amazing. Like it was a it was rainy we were all in there dead cozy it was all dark and we all started dancing to that song as soon as we heard it come on we were like oh no way <laughs> around then we all went to the window and yeah we're like there's a massive rainbow yeah. did you get a video yeah. of that i did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'll that. send it to you we can also um when we share this episode we can share i can put on instagram the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the little video <laughs> Yeah, we really ended on a high with that one. Yeah, <laughs> I got in the good. car with my mum and dad. I was like, we were dancing to it, and I went high enough, and then a rainbow came. <laughs> they must be like, what have you been taking? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm sober, I'm high on life. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I really enjoyed that amazing thank you so much yeah and i appreciate it. i've like probably waffled on a lot so so thank you no don't be silly no it was great it was amazing thank you very much oh my love well yeah like keep me posted about when you want to go swimming and yeah definitely yeah. come and join us and like i said we can keep an eye on cash you can always like do tag team into the water yeah yeah brilliant i look forward to it nice one okay lovely thank you so All much right. again thank you take care Bye-bye. so there you go how amazing is Bryony? I hope you enjoyed listening to her chat. I hope you found something to resonate with. And if you think the retreat sounds like something you might be interested in, just give me a message and I can tell you more about it because I think they have some spots left on February's retreat, which I have booked onto. 
and in the meantime I will be trying to keep up the cold water swims. I will definitely also be attending as many Wednesday breathwork sessions with Bryony as possible because I don't know many other things that give you that much value for absolutely free. So go to Bryony's Instagram page and the links are all in there. There's absolutely no pressure to have your camera on or speak. You can literally just have it up on Zoom hear Bryony speak and lull you into a lovely state of relaxation and then it's really nice hearing the little group there chat at the end as well and contribute if they wish to. I hope you have a good fortnight. Thank you very much for listening and I'll see you soon.